0: Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, September the 18th, as we like to do on Sundays. We're joined today by our good friend from South Texas, George Rodriguez, that handsome guy that you see there on the other half of the screen. How are you, George?
1: Real good. Real good. It's actually 88 degrees here in San Antonio today.
0: Well, let's see.
1: The sweaters pretty soon.
0: Yes. uh, I'm trying to check and see if I can see our temperature, but it's probably around there, maybe. A little bit. Oh, 88. Yeah, the same. 88 uh, here as well. Well, today we'll be talking about the the Paxton acquittal. I was not surprised. I think I mentioned the last time I think he was going to make it through. I was a little surprised, though, how easy he got got through. Uh, That ended up almost, you know, incredibly easy for for the attorney general. We'll talk a little bit about the the river barriers that are in the court system right now between Texas and and the federal government but I want to begin with a little nostalgia going back as they like to say uh, September 17th 1787 on this day two hundred and thirty six years ago today the Constitution was finally agreed on the delegates finally agreed on the Constitution now they had to send it out to the states and I'm sure you remember the Bill of Rights and all of that that came later. But uh, the Constitution, the the, the bulk of it was approved. And then, of course, uh, about a year and a half later, George Washington became president. So it was a very big deal. September 17th is a very big deal in American history, 236 years ago today. And I remember back in 1987 in the Bicentennial, which, by the way, that was the year that our first son was born, so... That year meant something special to us as well. The, the Bicentennial was held, was held. The Reagan administration got very involved in it. Uh, there were several programs that the Chief Justice was involved in. There was just a lot of talk about the Constitution and everything else going on. And uh, I thought it was great. Uh, do you recall any of that Bicentennial, George?
1: It was, uh, it was kind of like the swan song for the uh, Reagan administration because uh, he was on his way out. Uh, that was his last year. And um, well, actually it was his second to the last year because his last year was 88. Um, and uh, But uh, mostly the uh, celebrations were led uh, by the Supreme Court. It was considered a Supreme Court uh, celebration and uh, they were the ones that took the lead in it. Although of course the administration had um, some events themselves. Uh, I remember very distinctly going to a uh, to an event in Philadelphia and um, uh, just being choked up at a um, presentation that was given a small presentation that was given to um, some of the uh, appointees and and, uh, uh, folks that uh, worked uh, in the Reagan administration at Independence Hall. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. The. um, the description, the explanations, and everything else, and then the final discussion of the last day when it was ratified, and how the the emotion of the delegates over the issue of uh, the slavery question, and um, that uh, Franklin told uh, those you know like John Adams that wanted absolute um, uh, abolishment of the slaver of slavery. He told them, look, let's fight the battle for independence now. We can fight the battle against slavery later on, which proved to be very, very, um, you know. Turned out to be true. But (laughs) the fact of the matter was that the country, that the United States had to be formed first Mm -hmm. before it argued anything else.
0: Right. No, I think you're right. I think that the the slavery issue would have broken up the, the delegates and we would have never had a. A constitution, but I've been born. That's right. I have a post at the American Thinker today that I'll do a little promotion for about this day. And I I refer to my great uncle in Cuba, who is a huge fan of American history. He was a law professor, a judge, and uh, as well as a great uncle. And he he once told my father, I was a little boy, but I remember him telling my father, that the greatness of the American Constitution was the fact that it it, it could be amended. Uh, I, I remember him saying that. And, you know, you're right. I mean, you, you mentioned slavery. It was through the amendment process that we, well, there was a war, of course, but it was through the 14th Amendment and those amendments of that time. Well, the 13th Amendment was actually the one that abolished slavery. And the 14th Amendment gave citizenship to the slaves. So my great-uncle was right in in the sense that we were able to use the constitution that they wrote to improve the country and then of course the 19th amendment giving women the right to vote i mean just a lot of things that were done through the amendment process and i remember my great uncle always talking about that what a great what a great document it was that it could be amended and updated to meet whatever the realities of the day were george
1: it is you know, it, it is a document that I firmly believe, in fact, in our religion, in the Mormon religion, we believe it very strongly, that it, it is a divine-inspired document. Uh, that is why I just don't understand why this generation uh, wants to abolish it. Uh, I don't understand how so many people now find fault with it only because of its historical perspective. The historical perspective being... That um, uh, that the founders own slaves, and not not all of them, but you know some of them. So what? You know uh, there are no slaves anymore. So what? And uh, you know the issue again uh, that is very very important. It's been pointed out by a lot of uh, of constitutional prof- professional professors uh, or experts is uh, that it allows this Constitution allow to uh, acquire. Uh, wealth, and uh, if if it is not for economic independence, political independence is usually impossible.
0: Right. Yeah. Property rights and 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 freedom sort of go hand in hand. You're right. Uh, that's right. No, it's an amazing uh, document, 236 years old. I um, I wrote in my American Thinker post that I lament that maybe some of the kids today are not being given the full picture of it no uh and uh, we don't appreciate in fact i think the last paragraph that i wrote was uh we're not telling our kids how fortunate they are to be living under uh this document that was uh as i say agreed to it gives the individual
1: not the government the individual
0: right freedom. also it was uh you know i i i don't know if it's the first time ever but uh one of the first times that uh we had limited the powers of government because yes. you know we actually had a president with executive powers but they were reined in if you exactly. will limited. By the, limited limited yeah by by a constitution and of course a congress uh with with powers too so it's it, it's a beautiful document I mean when you When you think about it, we went from the Articles of Confederation uh, to the Constitution basically in a summer, spring, I guess, yeah, a a whole summer. And it's an amazing transition that these delegates made. And the country was so much better off because of it. And if we're not teaching that to young people, uh, and by the way, I think some places are teaching it, which is one of the reasons that I see more and more private schools growing that I see more homeschooling because there I think it is being taught properly. Yeah, It's in some of the public schools, not all of them, uh, but some of the public schools where they're focusing too much on on the fact that these men had slaves. Exactly. They did. They did. And frankly, so did a lot of people at that time in history. So it's just one of those things where let's look at the big picture. That's always been my attitude about the Constitution. Look at the big picture and compare the U.S. Constitution with any other. Exactly. It's, it's hard to compare it when you do that. All right, well, let's get to uh, the acquittal of the Attorney General. I told you the last time that I didn't think they would get 20 votes or I think it was 20 votes or 21, or whatever it was. Um, I thought that they might come close on a couple of them, but I never thought that the Attorney General would be convicted. What I found interesting, George, is that just about every one of them went down 1416. 1416. The 12 Democrats plus the 12 plus two Republicans, one right. of them from our area. Uh uh State Senator Leach is his name. The other, I don't remember right now. Here's my theory. And I have a post coming out about this tomorrow. In fact, they just told me about oh, they they sent me an email a few minutes ago that they're going to publish it at the American Thinker, so I can go ahead and say that it's going to be at the American Thinker tomorrow. I have a theory, I have a post in which I say two things. Number one, the best thing the Attorney General could do right now, Attorney General Paxton, is is to try to focus on fighting the Biden administration and not fighting other Republicans. Exactly. Because I think that would exactly. divide the party. I agree 100%. Yeah. And I hope the first statement he he made uh, was about that that he was yeah, wanted he wanted to, to come back. To work. Now the other thing that my theory as to why they only got fourteen and they couldn't get over that number is that I think once the Republicans George found out or realized that all the Democrats were going to vote together to in, to uh, convict the Attorney General they didn't want to be number eight or number nine on, on the conviction because right. it, 12 Democrats plus eight or nine Republicans would have done it. So half of the Republicans plus the Democrats would have ended up convicting the Attorney General. I don't think that was going to work. Not a wise, that, yeah. that would not have been a wise move on their Exactly. He would have basically been convicted by Democrats. Exactly. And I think once the Republicans saw that, they said no. We're backing away. And I remember I was listening to the countdown on the radio or the vote, and you could just see the pattern: the Democrats voting yay, the Republicans voting nay. And I think that to me,
1: well, I also, I yeah. also believe, I also believe very, very strongly that um, uh, there was a, it, it was political. This was political a, a political action uh, against the the um, Attorney General. However, it also showed those that were looking at it politically and and realistically uh, understood that the people, the person, the number one person that had brought the accusations, they were based on nothing but assumptions. And looking at it realistically, there is no way, no way that you could defend that in a true court of law. There was no way. And so therefore, I think reality snuck in to many of these. Some of these folks that uh, opposed him, I think, that was strictly for political reasons. The, po- the people that acquitted him, I think, were looking at it realistically.
0: Yeah, well, and, and, you know, people keep, keep talking about how political this was, or well, yes, it is political. You cannot take the politics out of politics, as as they say. Uh, the other point, George, is that um, I felt that he was going to survive after I saw a couple of times, the Paxton defense team and, and uh, I guess, the prosecution. I mean, that was such a mismatch. It was. It really I mean, was. The Paxton lawyers were, like, pitching a perfect game against these guys. I mean, it was like Major League pitching against uh, a bunch of double, I mean, high schoolers, basically. That's what it was. And it, it just seems to me that I would, I hope, that some of the House managers were a bit embarrassed as to how bad they looked. Uh, I would hope.
1: I I would hope
0: hope. so, yeah. Now, there are some charges that are serious, the whistleblowers and all of that. But I think at the end of the day, George, and this is how I see it, at the end of the day, I think many of these Republican senators said to themselves, we're not going to reverse the election. He was elected in big numbers. And two, we're not going to give the Democrats a victory here. That's what I think it came down to. And and the the reaction after by by the lieutenant governor, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting the lieutenant governor okay. to come down so hard on the House. Were you surprised by that, George?
1: No, not really. Uh, behind the scenes, there has been a lot of tension between uh, uh, House leadership and Senate leadership. And uh, I think that it, it blew up. It, it blew into the open. Uh, but again again uh, again, I think that the politics that's been played behind the scenes uh has hurt uh the Republican party a lot, mm-hmm. and I am hoping that those scars can wound can can heal uh, pretty quick, but there are some deep political scars yeah. that have been left by this uh, well
0: and I think that as I'm, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, the sooner that the attorney general and his people look, I understand the anger. I can oh, yeah. understand the anger. But I think the sooner they realize that it's not really in their interest to lose the next election over this, because whoever the next governor is, whether it's Governor Abbott again or you never know, it could be Governor Paxton. You know, you never know. Whoever it is, whoever it is, is going to need majorities in, in the legislature. And I hope that that Texas can remain red and... But I, you know, one fellow who was very vocal, uh, someone close to your part of the con- part of the state, was the, the Senator Gutierrez, who, you know, if they want to if they want to talk about politics, what the heck was he doing? I mean, he, he was basically, you know, he was like saying, "I want to make sure that when I run for the Senate, not so much for the Senate, but in the primaries, that all the Democrats know that I went sixteen to zero against Baxton.
1: Correct. I mean, that's well, what I mean, he- it's all. It's all political theater by Gutierrez. I mean, he's a he's a Democrat who wants to unseat Ted Cruz. That's the bottom line. So he is going to do everything possible to appear to be as Democrat as possible. Uh, he blames guns for Uvalde, not uh, mental health and the lack of mental health by the government. Uh, he should blame the U- ACLU for allowing people that are mentally unstable to be out in the street. Uh, he sh- He uh, opposes uh, he opposes anything that has to do with uh, uh, with school choice because he believes very very strongly that public public education is most important well you know that's fine and dandy but uh, in saying that it's public education, all you're doing is supporting the unions and you're supporting the foolishness that uh, that some of them teach. Uh, he believes very very strongly in an open border. However, he doesn't say that too often, but that's exactly what he believes in. Right. And, uh, you know, these things uh, are kind of swept by the side while he pontificates on this uh, on this case, on this uh, case that was lost by the Democrats.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, the other thing, too, is that I, I again, this is my impression. You know him better than I do because you're closer to his district than I am. I really didn't know much about him until he decided to run. Or he became vocal during Uvalde, but I I think that what he was doing was more over the primary and making sure yeah, that definitely. Democrat he primary wants to
1: appear to be the best Democrat.
0: Exactly, he, you was, know, he wanted to be able to go. I mean, because he wanted to be able to go to the primary and say, you know, I I went. This is one of my accomplishments.
1: Yeah, even though, even though it was based on faulty uh, allegations i was still at the front of the witch hunt
0: yeah and no and, and that's what i think he was doing now how successful that is once you get into the general election i i don't think so i really don't unless the republicans as you indicated unless these wounds are not allowed to heal but i i certainly hope when you when you have 16 of the 19 it really was 17 because angela Paxton couldn't vote so it's really 17 out of the 19 uh, voting over and over and over again to acquit. And only two, Leach and the other one. Uh, what you have there is 17 out of 19. That doesn't sound like a divided party to me, George.
1: Well, it, it, I'm, I'm praying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, no,
0: I know at the uh, Senate level, I think it's in the no, House no, at where the there may level. be.
1: At, yeah. uh, at at the House level, it, it it is. And I think that out here in the grassroots, I see a lot of division.
0: Well, no, and, and there are division. I think many of those who voted in the House are probably going to get primaries. The only question yeah. is, oh yeah, how many of them are up in twenty yeah. twenty four?
1: Because
0: most of them are four years, right? The ones well, in, the
1: Senate, the senators, the, the
0: senators, uh, uh, okay, the
1: Congressman, the House, the House. It's uh, every two years.
0: Okay, so many of them are going to be running in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I
1: mean, people are already making plans to primary a lot of them.
0: Right. No, I know that. I know that. Now, most of the ones who voted to impeach in the House, you know this better than I do, so help me out. Are they in relatively red districts, uh, most of them?
1: Some of them are, but some of them are not. Uh, I know that one, I, I you know, I can vote for two of them here in San Antonio. One is in a, um, a swing, uh, well, I, I would call it blue district uh and uh one is in a very red district and both of them voted uh for uh both of them voted for uh impeachment uh in the house and uh i have uh they have admitted uh one of them very publicly admitted that he had gotten money from from phelan and so therefore he was going to vote as phelan asked him which was uh, to vote for impeachment of ken of uh, ken paxton Uh, You know, that has put a lot of people off and it's it's causing it's causing some problems. So they come from a mixed bag. I think, um, uh, you know, the uh, the gentleman that is in the in the red district here in town, um, I am not sure exactly the motivation there other than Phelan again gave him money for his for his campaign. And therefore he voted uh, as Phelan Phelan had requested. Yeah. And um, that's not sitting very, very well with folks. It really isn't.
0: Well, the other one, too, that, you know, Senator Leach, who represents Plano and uh, Plano, I think, and the colony in that area up there uh, north of us here, that's pretty red, too. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty red area. And and yet, you know, he says he voted his conscience. Look, if 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 you voted your conscience, I can respect that. But. Uh, I'm sure that there will be a primary too based on somebody's conscience. Yeah, but right. if you <laughs> but if you're in a red area in a red district there's no fear of losing the seat. That's what worries me. I I I don't mind a primary as long as the Republican wins. Understand? Uh, right. Yeah. Right. But you know, we'll we'll see how how that goes. But I'll just repeat what I said. I think the Attorney General needs to focus on Biden, on the right. Biden administration. Correct. I agree. If he does that, then this can heal. If the bitter battles begin, then I'm worried about uh, I'm worried about 2024. But we will see. We will see how that. uh, But he was acquitted, and the number that yeah, the number that kept coming up was 1416, and really that was 1417. And I say that because Angela Paxton couldn't vote yeah so you, she would have been the seventeenth vote. so seventeen out of out of nineteen kept supporting the attorney general. I thought that's that's a pretty big uh, pretty big number. Well, George, one of the cases that uh, the attorney general, now that he's back on the job, is going to be working on is the case over the river barriers, yeah, uh, on the river. Uh, just for for those who may not be familiar with what happened, uh, the first judge said, you have to remove them. Uh, Texas went to appeal. That judge said, well, you can keep them during appeal. Now, let me give you my two cents in this, and I want to hear your thoughts. I actually think that that was a, a small but big victory for Texas, because Texas is going to have make its case. And the case that Texas is going to make is we're not challenging that the federal government should be running the border. We're just simply saying they're not
1: doing their job. Exactly. That's exactly right, and I think that the the it's going to be very very difficult for the uh, for the Democrats for the Liberals to fight this uh, if and when it gets to the Supreme Court because the optics the vision the 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 scene at the border is so chaotic right now it's even worse than it was if that mean I mean if that's possible it seems to be getting worse every every month and. Right. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the Democrats, the Biden administration is going to argue that everything is humanitarian. Well, you know, that might be that it's humanitarian, but what is what is not happening is control of the border. That's what's not happening.
0: Right. And, and I think that that's where uh, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, they're going to be sitting there saying, well, you know, Texas doesn't have the, the right to do this. But then people see these videos. Yes. I, mean, I I think that, and I say this. I, I I speak here as an immigrant who came to this country. What I keep seeing on TV is outrageous. People literally risking their lives to cross a river to come over here. You know, it, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and the numbers are, that are coming in, and that were, we're giving these people a ticket, I guess. To wait for
1: a, a court date, Correct. Uh, which is ridiculous also. Uh, the court dates are usually three, four years ahead in the in the future. So they are staying in the country three or four years, you know, without um, too yeah. much of a worry. I mean, once you're in, you're in. That's the bottom line, if that, what's happening.
0: But once they're in and they have that court date, they, can they legally work?
1: No, that's a different story. They, right. you know, getting a getting a work permit. Uh, but it's what well, they're waiting on, you know, for three or four years, work, pem- work permits are being uh, provided. Once they, so once they have their documentation, there's a temporary work pe- permit that's being given.
0: Because I know, for example, with some Venezuelans who actually have the asylum in process, they can work. Yes. But that's that's a totally different uh, pr- way of coming in. They, ca- they actually uh, applied for asylum and they were given asylum. Uh, And then they're here now waiting and some of them Uh, have to go to the court and and all of that. What
1: is happening at this point is that, you know, A, everybody is declaring asylum. And then B, even those that are coming in, you know, uh, by uh, sneaking in or uh, not through presenting themselves at the bridge uh, or port of entry, because actually that's how they're supposed to do it. Um, Even those that are not, uh, they're declaring asylum. and. They are being given, you know, the paperwork, the, the uh, court date, and so they're for all practical reasons they are here. They're going to be getting a work permit, a temporary temporary work permit, and they're here. They're here, yeah. and it's thousands of them. I mean, right? No, it's of them every week.
0: Yeah, talk to New York City. They'll tell you, they'll tell you how many it is. One last point I wanted to mention: we're talking about the courts. DACA went down again. Now again, it's. The same judge, actually, but he's done it twice. But there was another judge, too, that that and I think this is the end of DACA, as we know it. I really do.
1: The the headache is, again, that DACA has followed the same uh, road that uh, Biden is following right now with the asylum seekers. The same thing he has created uh, by capriciousness. I cannot say by executive order because I haven't seen any executive order on that one but he has created, uh, by the use of uh, uh, the executive branch with the Homeland Security, a way for people to come in and stay uh, indefinitely. That uh, seeking asylum here, uh, rather than waiting in a third country like it ho- always has been, he's uh, he's done that. And so therefore, uh, he is directly responsible for all uh, the process and he, I'm sure when, it gets to the Supreme Court or to a court, uh, will be held responsible. However, once that happens, like the DACA students, like the DACA folks, what are you going to do with them? Are you going to deport them? Are, are, are they here to stay? Are, are they going to be given some kind of of special status by Congress? I mean, I mean, we have overloaded the immigration process so badly that. Um, to remove thousands of people, uh, it's going to look bad. So, I mean, that's the question that I always Mm -hmm. have. They have done it by uh, executive order rather than by letting the Congress do it. And so now when they lose, what are they going to do about it?
0: Well, and that's the thing. A lot of these people are settled, you know, married with children. Right. Go to their homes and drag them out. That's not going to happen, of course. uh,
1: Although, although the Democrats remember what Clinton did with uh, little Elian in Miami. I mean, somehow that was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was, uh, I guess that was okay. You're right. That was okay, but look at it, uh, look at it now. Well, George, I want to thank you again, as always, for giving us your, as they like to say, your two cents, although it's <laughs> worth a lot more than two cents. And uh, thank you so no, much for joining inflation. us. In inflation, it's more like $0.05. Cents. Well, I know. But it's just true. worth less. <laughs> you, worth kept, you took it out of my, my mind. I was going to say the same thing, that because of inflation, we should say it's worth $0.25 cents now. Yeah, but, but it's still $0.02 cents worth. But it's still $0.02 cents worth, yeah. But anyway, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, by all means, uh, we'll do it again. And as, as, as you said, and I, I agree, I think Baxter needs to worry on doing the big part of the job. And if he does... Uh, this won't be won't look as bad in 6 months as the divisions look right now george
1: you got it that's true i'm uh i'm hoping that sanity and the law will will prevail in this next election i really I should agree. point
0: out to to the folks who are looking at your new background that that's a copy of your book ah yes on on this side of the it's called opinions right
1: conservative so that's
0: uh, yeah conservative opinions so if anybody's watching and they Want to get a copy of the book? I guess Amazon, right? You can get it, uh, Amazon, yeah. Right. So that's uh, the the book back there, uh, or Here, the frame, I get, yeah, the the that's go. it right there. There it is on, on the wall. So check out A Man with Conservative Opinions by the name of George Rodriguez. You got now, Are you gonna shock anybody? And are you gonna have like a liberal opinion stuck between the pages? Uh no I uh I don't think so. <laughs> I think so. Okay, great. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, good. So. So, yeah uh, I didn't see any when I got the book, but I always like to always like to ask. Uh, Have a great weekend.
1: Folks. Yeah, let me remind folks that I am going to be in Plano, speaking yes, on the uh 25th of uh of September,
0: which is the next week, No, not this, I mean uh, so basically anybody next wants week. To yeah. Out, uh come on over. No, no, no. I, I will try to put together a group and and go cheer for George. We're going to do a little – we're going to do G-E-O-R-G-E. What does that <laughs> spell, George? We'll do that.
1: Thank, thank, you. thank you
0: so much, George. Go Have Cowboys. a great evening. Yes, go Cowboys. They won, by the way. They won today. And let's not forget baseball. Ah, uh, yes. The Astros. Are oh, yes. Going down oh, the stretch. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun for baseball fans uh, in Texas this year. All right, George. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our good friend, uh, George Rodriguez from South Texas, we talked a little bit about the Paxton acquittal, which is uh, the big story, the big story at the moment here in Texas. And as I mentioned, I think that if the the attorney general focuses on the Biden administration and the work that he's been doing, that that will help some of the healing. If they start going after people, that will make things worse and we do not need to make things worse uh in uh, in 2024 we got to keep what we got and try to keep what we have and maybe try to build on those uh on those majorities happy number 236 to the us constitution 236 years old uh the us constitution great document and yes i do have a post over at the american thinker about this check it out if you don't find it at the american thinker well it should be there it is there but if you you can also get it at my blog and over at twitter where i've been posting some of these things thank you for listening this is silvio canto in dallas and we'll talk to you later